3: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
2: This is V Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on V SIN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Welcome in to VEASAN Final Countdown. I'm Stormy Bonantoni alongside Matt Brown, who's back from being big time. Hey. Today. How was hey. vacation? How hey. was vacation, Matt, it last was, couple of was. It
5: was. It was a fantastic two-day vacation in which I worked 18-hour days. So, yes, it was. It was a <laughs> wonderful so vacation. You yes. get it. You get yes. it. Yes, it was a wonderful vacation. It
4: was awesome, though, by the way, last night. You guys did a tremendous job for the uh, World MMA Awards. I
5: appreciate it. And you as well, too, walking up there and absolutely crushing your whole thing. I,
4: uh, I had yes. a lot of anxiety. Also, the guy messed with me, by the way, before I went out to present that one award. He said, the teleprompter's down. Can you remember this? And I said, my TV training might be coming in handy. But he was just messing with me, So, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, We have a really fun two hours ahead here on VEASAN Final Countdown. Mike Pritchard is going to join us in just a little bit. VEASAN host of Pro Football Blitz, former NFL wide receiver, of course, a CU Boulder Hall of Famer. So I, I still have yet to hear his opinion on Coach Prime getting hired. So I am looking forward to that.
5: I would imagine that he is pretty excited about it. I mean, at the end of the day, you're looking at a program that being a seller dweller for as long as they have been getting any sort of positive publicity yeah. is, is, just got to be massive. For oh, them, for sure. So, yeah.
4: I also can't imagine like a more polar opposite personality to Carl Durrell than Deion Sanders. <laughs> so um, we'll go through every single game on the week 14 slate. Um, of course, recap what was just in a game that was very frustrating for me last night being somebody with a Raiders minus six ticket in hand. Um, but first, We got to talk a little World Cup to start things off here. Oh, no, we don't. We do. Do we
5: have to? (laughs) No, we don't.
4: Brazil, who not only was the overwhelming World Cup favorite to go on and win it all, also happened to be Matt Brown's last man standing. In my, the draft, my number,
5: her. my number one pick, because the Netherlands are going to go down right here, so it's uh it's going to be game over for me. I will uh, owe you ten thousand American dollars, <laughs> which I will make in monthly installments over the next uh, twelve years. So there you go.
4: It feels good that you know <laughs> all of the really intensive soccer research that I did. Going into this is paying off on the The big stage.
5: The the, the long hours in the middle of the night, you're sitting there watching tape and studying and things (laughs) like that. I know. And look what it did. This is
4: all luck. Although, I did actually do a lot of research on this Argentina-Netherlands game coming into today, and I bet both teams to score. So, I was very relieved when your boys were able to get on the board there a few minutes ago. So, cash that ticket, which is nice. Wait!
0: Wait! Oh! I'm not dead yet! You're not dead yet! I'm not dead You're yet! You're not
4: dead yet, which honestly upsets me because Argentina is my uh Which means there's, like, there's only, like, seconds yeah. to play. Which means we're going to go to penalties. Which is how, by the way, Brazil lost to Croatia earlier this morning.
5: Oh, uh, Okay, there's still extra t- If anyone was wondering why we're screaming, it is because the Netherlands had a set piece in which they were able to capitalize on with, I mean... Doesn't look like very much time left here. And so it's going to be two to two. We'll see what happens. From yeah. Here it's hard to now. exactly yeah.
4: calculate the extra yes. time based on the way they do these things. They just can't make it easy on us Americans. Can they?
5: No, no. I mean, it's just, a, I thought I was dead. That's unbelievable. I thought the my world futures cup? were dead.
4: We don't even watch this sport. Like on a day-to-day basis, we watch it because it's the world cup and it's fun and it's really interesting to get involved in. And I have been dialed in the, like the start of these quarterfinals has been incredible. This has been such a fun morning. What an
5: interesting – that's a thats a good, good, good play right there. Look at that. So instead of taking the shot on goal, yeah. he, like, ran up and then actually just did a little sneaky pass mm-hmm. to his guy who was stuck in the wall right there, and then, bam, was able to, to capitalize yeah. and put the goal in. Okay, so go.
4: we got a tie game here,
5: mm-hmm. 2-2. Um, and that, which also means I'm still alive. You're still alive, still alive. for One team now. Left. Yeah, for now,
4: Oh, but I'll be bummed. If you bump out Argentina, they're my best opportunity to win it all. This mm, don't mm-hmm. like that, but uh, as far as this morning goes, so with this Croatia, Brazil game, Brazil was a minus 255 favorite going into the game. They were, of course, the favorite to win it all. Neymar scored early enough to tie Pele's all time scoring record for Brazil felt like the game was going to be over and then in the 117th minute Brumo Petkovic scores, sends the game to penalties, and you could just feel the momentum shifting. Croatia has won on penalties now four times in the last two World Cups. Brazil eliminated. And so, with that, um, Croatia went from 33 to 1 to 10 to 1 to win it all, advancing 4 2 on PKs, and will play the winner of this game in the semifinal. So, fun stuff.
5: I'm just, uh, I'm, just I'm just, I thought, I mean, my hopes were, were dead. To, to like 45 seconds ago. I know, and
4: I was... I was like, I was, I just am feeling, I'm just feeling this really why, good See, right this now. is why you can't celebrate too early. This is on me. I got too braggadocious, mm-hmm. and now I have to pay the price and see what happens here well, I guess in we're penalties. going to penalties here. But this is fun. We don't often get on this show, like, some live action that we can relate Wait, we to the a people. Fight?
5: Is it like a fight? Okay, all right. It was a little post-game skirmish, if you will. All right. But uh, they're all right. Well,
4: we will keep y'all up to date as things play out here. Um, Womp womp. Speaking Mm. of that sound, that's exactly how I felt watching. The Raiders Rams go head to head last night. Rams rally to beat Vegas 17-16 after what was yet another epic fourth quarter collapse from the Raiders up 13-3 at halftime, 16-3 in the fourth quarter and allow Baker Mayfield after just 48 hours to come down and lead two scoring drives. Of course, most notably the 98-yard drive to win and close this thing out with 13 seconds to go. And I am so frustrated
5: here. I saw today it was the longest in the last 45 years. So in 45 years, it is the longest drive to uh, to cap a win in a game. <sighs> so uh, obviously I had the thing going on last night, so I had to rewatch this this morning. And basically – I'm not saying Baker I'm not a Baker Mayfield guy necessarily or any of that but I, if a healthy Baker Mayfield is probably equal to or maybe even greater than a nicked up banged up Matthew Stafford that they were trotting out there so I don't know if your handicap really of this team moving forward should be that much different than what you basically had thought about for the last 10 weeks of the of the season or what at least whenever Stafford was in there right I mean obviously it's a it's an it's an upgrade over over Walford and stuff like that but i mean it, it, you know Stafford with the elbow thing with mm-hmm. the concussion stuff there was you start to hear things now there was a hip thing for a little while there was whatever so He's been banged up, nicked up all season long, and I think if you're looking at that comparatively to what Baker probably brings to the table as a healthy guy, I mean, it's it's probably, it's neutral or an upgrade, one of the two.
4: But still, I mean, it's not like he really did anything throughout the course of the game. Like, the Raiders had Mm -hmm. an edge, like, by 180 yards of total offense until those last couple drives come through, and it's funny to me, listening to just some talk radio this morning, Mm -hmm. and yesterday, the whole conversation is, well, if Baker Mayfield, play, he's had such a bad year, just one in with the Panthers' worst QBR in the league, like da 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 da, he's gonna have such short notice. What's he gonna be? And then today, all the conversation is, well, he was a former number one pick, and right. you, know, sure. he's, you know, yeah. So he's it's just, it all. it's funny how yeah. over 24 I, hours, I, conversation I, can change. I
5: do wonder though if this Rams team might be an interesting team to bet on here in the last few weeks of the season, okay. depending on where these lines stand for them, kind of moving forward. Because, like I said, I. I I think the sentiment around Mayfield is still so negative that I, I I think that we might get a discount on this team. Whereas you know if this was if, the, if people love to hate on Baker Mayfield maybe more than any quarterback mm-hmm. in the in the league, right? I mean like he he gets more hate on him than anyone there out there. So I'm wondering if that might present us betting opportunities with this team move forward. Because like I said, I think if it, it's a neutral move off of a banged up Max Stafford, if not a if not a, an upgrade, right? And so if that's the case. Nothing, to pl- yeah. no pressure, no. no nothing. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're It's not this whole, like, he's not expected to do anything. So, I don't know, man. I, I think it's, it could be interesting for this Rams team. And really quite
4: cool. frankly, it gives us uh, a little bit more interest and reason to watch these primetime games coming up. Mm-hmm. Because it's Monday Night Football in Green Bay coming up week 15, week 16, Sunday Night Football. Uh, or no, sorry, it's uh, week 17, Sunday Night Football, yeah, against the Chargers. So, they're going to be... On display, let's see what Baker Mayfield can do. And like you said, maybe get a little bit of a discount there. I'm just confused last night why, despite not having a ton of success running the ball, yes, Josh Jacobs did finish going over his yardage prop, but it was not efficient on 27 attempts, 99 yards. The lone score, that first one um, on their opening drive to get things going. And Devontae Adams only has three receptions in this game. Like, why do you not go to him when he clearly had an edge on Jalen Ramsey throughout the course of the game? So, at least with what I was going through, because similar to you, I had to rewatch it this morning. But as I'm skimming through the game, I'm just like, how does Devontae Adams only have three catches here?
5: Nothing nothing makes sense with this team this whole year, essentially. But almost nothing makes sense. (sighs) I know.
4: I was very frustrated. Um, And looking at Derek Carr's numbers as well, as we look back, he finished the day 11 of 20, 137 yards, two picks. Second half? just two of seven for 11 yards mm-hmm. and a pick. He's now 0-3 against the Rams in his career with no touchdowns and seven interceptions. And what's funny is I'm so frustrated with myself because it feels like the last three minutes, right, like this game is in the bag. My ticket's going to cash. It just mm-hmm. it feels that way, although obviously you never sure. say it aloud. Gucci curse yourself, whatever. It happens this way sometimes. But going into the game yesterday, I was kind of joking around. I was like, you know, one thing that just kind of made me not like this bet for no real reason because – Derek Carr hasn't played the Rams since 2018. Like, it's not something that's really on my radar. But he had no wins in their two games and five interceptions. I was like, but that... That has nothing, that no real implication on this game. And then he just goes and adds to that number, and I was very frustrated. Yeah,
5: the, I think long term here for the Raiders, what you're, uh, someone's going to have to be the fall guy for this season. And I just wonder if it's not going to be Derek Carr when it's all said and done. Because there's some, like, yeah. I don't think they're going to.
4: Well, they've already committed to Josh McDaniels. Yeah,
5: I don't think they're going to move away from McDaniels. I mean, you know, they say they're behind him. But we've, yeah. we've heard all that before, but I don't think they're going to move away from him after one year. Someone's going to have to be the fall guy, and I wonder. Mm-hmm. If it'll end up be, being Derek Carr yeah. when it's all said and done.
4: We'll see. And to your point about the Rams, one thing that does interest me, at least based on what we saw last night, was that, I mean, it's not like Baker Mayfield has any real weapons at his disposal in this case. Like, you don't have Cooper Cup out there. It's You're doing this with Skoranek and uh, yeah. Tutu Atwell. And so, if yeah, if they can build on that, try to find something a little better. Also, just an update as far as Josh Jacobs' health is concerned, because he did injure... His finger. He's just undergoing testing, according to NFL Network's Ian Rapoport. So, see what that means moving forward for the Raiders. Although their playoff hopes are now dead in the water, we are going to subside real quickly. But uh, favorites in the NFL last week went 13-1 and 1 straight up. The lone dog. To win outright was the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, we already obviously have one outright underdog win. As we begin week 14, will there be more? We're going to go through every single game on the slate throughout the course of the next two hours. Keep hanging out with us. This is Beaston Final Countdown on Beaston, the Sports Betting Network.
0: This is VSED's final
2: countdown with Stormy Bonnetoni and Matt Brown on VSED, the sports betting network.
4: season is about to kick off and VEASAN has you covered with this year's college football bowl guide. This year's guide has picks on the spread and total of every bowl game from VEASAN experts and Brent Musburger. Steve Mackinnon has his power ratings for every game and breakdowns, the motivational factors that affect bowl games, which we know, very important. Different teams are motivated at different levels, whether or not they have a coach, whether or not they have opt-outs. Josh Applebaum is going to give insight to his bowl betting strategy and Adam Burke can help give you an advantage if you're part of bowl confidence pools. Give yourself an edge, visit vsin.com slash subscribe and check out that college football bowl betting guide just dropped yesterday. vsin.com slash subscribe. And as we continue to update you on the World Cup quarterfinal going on right now with the Netherlands and Argentina tied at two in extra time. I got a little bit ahead of myself earlier. Um, they're not going to penalties penalty kicks yet. Um, they're in extra time so they get Basically 30... which is different
5: than stoppage time. We, yes. They were in stoppage yes, they were in time, stoppage time,
4: which is why I was now confused. extra time. Yes, yes they yeah, are in yeah. extra time yes. now, which will be a full 30 minutes. They get two 15-minute halves, so no golden goal, no sudden death. Whoever wins it, um, we're just going to wait uh, and see if they are still tied after this extra time is up. But currently still 2-2 in the 97th minute. Let's begin going through week 14 of the NFL slate. There are a lot of teams on bye this week, which is a little rough From a fantasy team, I must tell you. Mm, Um, But this
5: this this could be a big this could be a big week for a lot of people. I know, I
4: know. Um, But let's get started here, going down the uh, the Sunday early morning or afternoon slate. If you're on the East Coast, Jets taking on the Bills. Bills double digit favorite in this one. Total sitting forty three, Matt.
5: Yeah, this is pretty interesting. This game to me overall because I think what we have is a little bit of overinflation of the Jets and a little bit of maybe some downgrade on the bills. Listen, the Von Miller news is certainly big and Von Miller not being out there for this defense for the rest of the season is not going to make the defense better by any stretch of the imagination. However, what you did get last week was Tredavious white making his season Mm -hmm. debut for Buffalo. He played 60% of the snap. So they, they didn't give him a full compliment, but at the same time, it wasn't like they kind of tiptoed him back out there. I mean, 60 played over half, half the snap. So you have to assume that this week he's going to be back out there for even more, and so you bad you lose Von Miller, good you get back Tredavious White, and again like what I'm saying is it's kind of a neutral thing. Like I mean, I, I the defense would have gotten much much better had Tredavious White come back and Von Miller was both back out there, but if he's gone and then White's back, it to me it's kind of like situation neutral type thing because Tredavious White one of the very better cornerbacks in all of the NFL. So I don't know. I feel like we're looking at a Jets team that with Mike White we've almost like made them something they're not right it was a bears defense that they played which is the league worst defense yeah. by pretty much every single metric that you look at especially since the middle of the season whenever they made the the couple of trades and then you get the vikings defense that listen as high as you and I have been on the vikings all season long make no mistake the defense is not great like the defense gives up yardage and gives up yardage in chunks and so we're getting a we're getting getting mike white coming off of those two games right. and it's like this is a different animal with the Bills, and have the Bills been great of late? They certainly have not. But it's a it's a, it's a big step up in competition. Whenever we're looking at this, I mean, the double digit to me, this you could have found a nine earlier, you could have found a nine and a half earlier. Now it's gotten a double digit. I think this is pretty appropriate. I think the Bills are about a ten point favorite. Over the Jets, that's it. It's not going to stop me from probably making it a contest play or something somewhere along the way with the Bills. And if it were happen to dip back under double digits, I think maybe even a small piece would end up in my account. The real question is, what do we think about this total sitting at forty three? Because it's if we think if you are a believer in Mike White, then do you not think the Bills can play into the twenties in this game? They've played, they've basically scored on every single defense, every game all season long, you know? So if the bills can play into the twenties, then you're asking for about 17 points, you know, out of, out of Mike White, if you believe in the jets. So maybe you're, maybe the thing is, is if you're a jets believer, you're not even taking the 10, you're more like taking an over because like they're Mm -hmm. going to have to score you would think at least 17 points in this game if they're going to have success, right? I mean, like you don't you don't imagine – you don't envision a game in which they win 17-16 over the Bills of all teams, you know? And so maybe the angle from this game is more like, uh, you know what? If there's success for the Jets, they probably have to put up some points on the board. Don't really think the Bills are going to get shut out either, so why don't we just look more at it over?
4: Yeah, I, I do like the total in this one more than the spread just because those double-digit spreads are so dicey in general. I feel like in the NFL, it's not a fun – Number uh, to lay, especially if you're on the bill side. But uh, I think Buffalo might be a little bit angry about the way that things went at MetLife uh, a few weeks back as well. And maybe take some of that out yeah. on the Jets in this I think spot. I might have just
5: talked myself into an over, though. Because, <laughs> it, it, like, seriously, it's 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 one of those things, too, where we get – if if you even if the bills go out and do smash, right? And, like, okay, I should have laid the 10, but I didn't. Even if the bills go out and do smash, then that means that we get that garbage time stuff. And, like, Mike White has at least shown – that he can – if he has time, yeah. I mean, he had time against the the Vikings. He had time against the the Bears and stuff. So, if the Bills start playing a soft thing, I'm like they'll be able to move the ball. Like, they, like getting a garbage 7-10, something like that mm-hmm. towards the end of the game isn't out of the realm of possibility either. So, I think maybe I just talked myself into into <laughs> an over that I didn't necessarily have in my mind. Yeah, now. just
4: throw that on the graphic for the end of the show, Steph, when yeah. we're going through our picks later mm-hmm. on. Uh, let's look at the Browns at Bengals. Division game here. Bengals five-and-a-half point favorite. Browns, of course, did win – Big last week against the Texans, despite a very rusty performance from Deshaun Watson in his first meaningful action in two years. The Browns scored 27 points in that game without an offensive touchdown, which is not easy to do. Bengals, meanwhile, a team that is 9 1 ATS now since week three, the only no cover in that span. Coincidentally, to the Browns in what was a 32 to 13 loss. How do you view the rematch?
5: Yeah, I look, this this Cincinnati team for me, if you've been listening over the last few weeks, I think this is one of the teams that is actually one of the real true contenders out there right now. I think this is one of the teams that is on the upswing. They're ascending while these other teams are either plateauing or are certainly uh, on the downswing. And I look at a at the Browns and do I think that Deshaun Watson is going to magically look exponentially better over the course of a week? Probably not. You know, I mean, like probably not. Right. And, and then not he's only played that.
4: one real game in right. like seven hundred whatever days. Yeah.
5: Like is he is he going to look exponentially better than when we saw him out there? And then the second thing is is just the Cincinnati defense has been. Well, that's that's the underrated thing about this. Listen, Joe Burrow gets a ton of credit and he should. He has played phenomenally. Mm-hmm. He's worked himself into the MVP conversation, and again, all rightfully so, and he should. But this defense has been under the radar, one of the better defenses in the league, not only all season long, but certainly over the last six weeks of the season. And you look at the last three weeks in which they got back DJ Reader, this is a dude who, taken up a bunch of space in the center of the defensive line, which really does help out everything that this team does because if you can't just run against them all over the place, which was the Achilles heel whenever he was out of there, they, they cover well, and, and I mean, like, everything that they do and the second-half adjustments, mm-hmm. and you and I had talked about this, you know, earlier on in the season where they had not given up a touchdown through, like, eight games, you know, in the second half of, of the season. Like, they they do a lot of things fundamentally very well, and so you put that with the offense of of Burrow and Chase and Higgins and, you know, even Boyd, who, again, mm-hmm. would be a, a solid number two on just just about any other team in the NFL, and he has to play play the number three role here for Cincinnati. I think this could be a a, a rude awakening here for yeah. for this Brown squad. I actually put Cincinnati not on. So when it was at four and a half, I played them at four and a half, and then I also put them in a money line parlay with the Eagles. And um, the reason being for that is just guys like again, we talk about this all the time. Like you're you can go in and find some of these legs like a like a like an Eagles leg, and if you want to pair them with someone on a money line parlay, then you don't necessarily have to go and find a, a traditional teaser partner for them mm-hmm. if you're looking to kind Of bring down one of these other teams, I wanted to bring down the Eagles, and it just ended up being a, a more, more profitable for me to to go in and do the uh money line parlay with the Bengals,
4: okay. Um, mm-hmm. Amari Cooper, by the way, questionable in this game as well, didn't practice today after entering his hip in practice yesterday, and you know, getting that news on a Friday, never good. Uh, so TBD there, but Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. so this mm-hmm. just cracks me up that despite being you know, number one overall pick, um, incredible football for nearly his entire career in the NFL to this point. He has never beat the Bengals. I mean, he's never beat the Browns, which is just one of those odd, wonky things to me. Uh he's 3-0 against the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, but 0-4 against the Browns and no matter what cobbled-up quarterback situation they've had the last few years, he's posted a total QBR under 30 against this team his last two starts against them. Make that make sense to me. I don't yeah. I don't understand it.
5: Yeah, and I one thing before we before we get out of here, I want to circle back to that that Jets game because we've talked a lot about the the offensive rookie of the year and how we think that 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 market is still pretty pretty open, especially with the injury and stuff to Kenneth Walker. If, again, also, if you believe in the Jets, and if you think that the Jets have any chance to even win this game outright, I do not, but if you do, then you might want to, in tandem, put in a mm-hmm. rookie of the year bet with, with Garrett Wilson because, again, one, he's a baller anyway, but, like, two, he's going to have a massive reason for that happening. It's I don't think we're going to magically have some a breakout Elijah Moore game or something in this thing, you know, like it's likely to be a Garrett Wilson kind of like, oh, wow, look, Garrett Wilson is, is legit. Like he's like for real. And And he and Mike
4: White have had good connection. Yep.
5: And so this, this, this number on him will be absolutely erased. If uh, not only if he has a, even just a good showing here, but if somehow they they trip and fall and beat the Bills, then then that number is going to be gone forever.
4: Speaking to Kenneth Walker, by the way, you mentioned mm. his injury. He was sidelined for practice again yesterday, as was DJ Dallas. So, trending toward a Travis Homer, Tony Jones backfield against the Panthers. So, just some good info <laughs> to have there. Um, we'll continue working our way through the Week 14 slate as uh, we continue here, but Mike Pritchard, VEASAN host, former NFL wideout, he's going to join us coming up next to get his opinion on some of the marquee Games of the slate don't go anywhere. This is VSEN Final Countdown.
2: This is Visa's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSEN, the sports betting network.
4: Rolling. A Friday, This segment of East and Final Countdown presented by Zin Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. While most nicotine products are too complicated to use, might not give you the satisfaction that you're looking for, Zin could surprise you. Zin Nicotine Pouches are made with six simple ingredients and they're completely tobacco-leaf-free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. You can buy Zinn online or find a store near you at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Story about Tony and Matt Brown with you live from the South Point as we bring in friend of the show, Vison host of the Pro Football Blitz on the weekend, Mike Pritchard, former NFL wide receiver. And Pritch, I know we've got a lot of NFL to talk here, but I haven't talked to you directly since Coach Prime got hired over at your alma mater what was your reaction when you heard the news? And also, has Sean King bugged you for swag yet? Because I know he's been talking about how bad he needs to get on the, the Colorado train these days.
2: Yeah, I know. Late to the party there, Storm. <laughs> Great to see you. Um, yeah, flying off the shelves, too, when it comes to prime gear. I guess they're calling it now. But uh, through the moon, uh, on the moon, if you want to say that, uh, excited uh, about prime, Coach Prime. Uh, certainly, we were teammates a uh, long, long time ago in Atlanta. Uh, but the guy doesn't know how to fail. Uh, and uh, last year, one in eleven season. Any, uh, we need to go back up. We we need to get back where we where we belong uh, in terms of what the elite uh, schools out there when it comes to football. So I think it's the perfect situation to be honest with you, Stormy. I, I think he's a perfect person uh, to get the program, inject energy mm-hmm. and inject excitement, uh, and then get everybody uh, on the same page collectively too, because that's been the problem. Over uh, several decades, uh, we just haven't thought of football like we did when I was there, when we won a national championship. So uh, uh, Coach Prime, uh the person to do that, uh, and, and he's thinking big and, w- and wants to go big. So uh, everything I'm hearing right now, everybody cannot wait for the season to start next year.
4: Yeah, never a shortage of energy when it comes to Coach Prime. And I'm sure the Pac-12 is really <laughs> happy too when it comes to their media rights deal yes. that now they have an extra piece
5: here to get them going. A little, so a, a carrot to dangle. A little bit, yeah, yes. Like that. <laughs> uh, Pritch, so last night, everyone's <laughs> talking about what we saw. And and, and listen, I, I, I said, I don't know if this is, you know, any sort of long-term deal with Baker Mayfield. You know, Matthew Stafford. Who knows? I mean, maybe maybe at the end of this season, yeah. all this, all these injuries and concussions and things, and stuff like that, and he decides like he don't want to do it anymore. But um, we know at least we're going to get Baker for the rest of the season here. And look, it looked to me like sure limited playbook, a guy that was only you know had a day and a half to prepare and stuff. But like Baker, there was there was obviously something that somewhere along the way people saw in Baker Mayfield, and to make him, you know, I mean has success in college, it has a little bit of success in the NFL as well somewhere along the way, it gets injured, kind of starts to become the butt of all the jokes. But now he goes out to L.A., no pressure, no nothing. They're not going to make the playoffs. There's nothing like except just go out there and sling it. Do you think maybe the Rams could be like a sneaky, like kind of buy-on team the rest of the season? Because, I mean, is there
2: a discernible difference between
5: a healthy Baker Mayfield and a
2: banged-up Matt Stafford? You know what? Yeah, you have a more mobile quarterback, uh, Matt, to be honest with you. You have a quarterback, too, that you can do a little bit more with uh, than Matthew Stafford. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think Matthew Stafford is at the end of his career, though. I mean, you gotta t- you're got you talking about a spinal cord uh, situation. I-, I don't know how you mess with that if you're a player. I think you shut it down. Uh, but Baker in L.A. works. We have the same agent. Uh, so full disclosure on that. Uh, and-, and I text his agent last night after that game and it just relief. Uh, uh, emanated off that text that I received back. So, you know, for Baker Mayfield to be in L.A., to be the center of attention, I mean, that's what he commands, that's what he likes, and that's what he can handle, and he enjoys that. Uh, So, it could be a fit. You know, I think McVay, a younger coach, energized by a Baker Mayfield type of personality, uh, that could be a good mix, too. I mean, it worked last night, right? He was in his ear the entire time until they shut off the communication, uh, and it worked, especially on that last drive for that touchdown. Uh, But Baker wasn't for a reason, uh, and, you know, it showed. I mean, the Raiders played into their hands, though, right? The Raiders can't play a game like that. Uh, But, uh, you know, Baker played as well as could expect uh, under those circumstances.
4: Yeah, Raiders, the penalties, the the lack of aggressiveness when you need it. Uh, There are a lot of issues there. Is there anything that you could really pinpoint, though, as to what's wrong with the Vegas Raiders right now? And as you look at the rest of their season, I mean, people are playing for – What really is it? it, I mean, Josh McDaniels, they already say that he's going to keep his job moving forward. At least that's what we know now from Mr. Davis. But how do you view the importance of these last few games moving forward? And if they are able to actually win some games and be a team that would be worth backing?
2: Well, you know, Stormy, from a player's perspective, I think there's a lot of players on that team playing for their jobs for their future here with the Las Vegas Raiders. You know, Josh Jacobs is one of them Um, and the roster has turned over. Uh, a considerable amount if you really look at the starting uh, uh, 11 on offense the starting 11 on defense, too. So there's a lot of younger players playing right now. Uh, so you'll, you should get effort. The disconnect, I, I think, has been the new coaching staff and evaluating what these players are capable of and the consistency of that. Right. Uh, last night was an entirely way too conservative game plan. Uh, But when you have a Devontae Adams and a Derek Carr, I mean, why are you conservative? You should have blown the Raiders out of that stadium, out of SoFi uh, early on, uh, and then not give them any life. Uh, But you you let the the Rams stick around there, right? And so you're not capable of making plays down the stretch. The Raiders have proven that repeatedly uh, all year long. So the lack of consistency uh, and then the lack of awareness with what the players are capable of uh, in critical moments uh, has doomed the Raiders so far this season.
5: Rich, we got the Falcons making the move to the young guy. We knew this was happening at some point. If anybody's been yeah. watching this very show, <laughs> yeah. I've been talking about this for the last three weeks. It was like it's happening. Right. I guarantee you it's happening. They have to see what they have in the guy. Um, so they make the move to the young guy here. I mean, I understand. Look, they're they're not technically out of it in the division and all that. I know people are screaming, saying, like, why are you doing this whenever you could still have a chance to win the division? I think that they are self-aware enough to know they're probably not going to win the division, and right. they only got a few games to try to get some evaluation out of. Out of Ritter, I mean, do you you agree with the move? Do you think this is the time for for them to go ahead and make the switch?
2: Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. They should have made it a long time ago, (laughs) to be honest with you. I mean, Mario, I love the guy, Marcus, but uh, he's just so limited as a passer. Uh, And you have to evolve the offense. We know Atlanta can run the football. We know how physical they are offensively. But you have to have some threat of the passing game. Uh, And we've seen young quarterbacks flourish in the National Football League, especially uh, if you have involved the college concepts like Arthur Smith, the head coach and play caller, has done out there in Atlanta. So uh, it wasn't a calculated decision, I think. I think it was, you know, if Marcus struggles all the way up to the bye week, we're going to go ahead and make the change. So now we give Ritter an extra week uh, preparation. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do with the personnel that he has around him at quarterback.
4: Yeah, JVT and I talked about that yesterday, how, I mean, the Falcons are the one team in the NFL without a 250-plus passing yard performance. And maybe (laughs) a guy like Ritter, who has a little bit more of that aerial attack in him, can be out there and make a difference and you know he begins the four-week audition now uh as we go to a- another rookie get in time rock purdy getting his first career start against the tampa bay buccaneers and and tom brady as he returns back home to the san francisco area just the second time that brady has played back out there brady a three and a half point dog in this spot what do you make of the the number especially considering the rookie quarterback on the other side
2: I like how you said that instead of Purdy being a three and a half point favorite, even though that's your team, oh, <laughs> right? You
4: know, I gotta be neutral <laughs> I hear, here.
2: I hear you. I hear you. No, Brady. Uh, I would stayed away from this game. I, I can't call it because you have the intimidation factor from Tom Brady for any quarterback, uh, let alone a first-time starting quarterback, and uh, let alone mystery of relevance, right? Uh, but all the information you hear and read, and and you discuss with people, uh, is Purdy can handle it. He's been one of those type of guys in the locker room, but. Uh, I don't know if I'm buying that fully because why wasn't this guy thought of that way earlier, right? Um, so all of a sudden, magically, Purdy is ready to go. I, I think the 49ers have the better roster uh, by a mile, uh, but you still have Tom Brady and they've skewed the passing game to where they're passing the ball about 70% of the time. And he's got a fully healthy receiving core. Talking about Julio Jones, Evans, Godwin, Gage, Brait. I mean, if if the if the ball is going to be in Brady's hands, at least he has uh, healthy uh, players around him to help him out. So uh, you can never discount that guy. That's why I stayed away from this game. I like the 49ers. I'll lean that way, though
5: you have only got about 90 – actually, you have only got about a minute here. But this this is a very interesting line with the Vikings and Lions. Lions are now two-point favorites over the Vikings, despite the fact that the, the, the Vikings, you know, of course, have the, the 10 wins on the season. Just real quick, I mean, I keep talking about I think that there's something with this Vikings team that can't really quantify because new coaching staff, they were losing all these close games last year. They're winning them this right. year. And, and you know, look, there's no advanced statistic for us to measure what a coach brings to the table. You've been there, done that. You've been on the sideline. You know, you've, you've been with some guys on the sidelines, I'm sure, that you thought. Were great, and I'm sure there's probably some guys that you thought were, were terrible. You know, yeah. can can a coaching staff? Can't you think a coaching staff can maybe be worth
2: a few of these close wins along the course of a season? I, I think the climate and the culture can, Matt. Uh, mm-hmm. They're a lot looser this year than they were under Coach Zim. Uh, a lot more stress uh, on the team if you think about it. Last year, this year, uh, they are very loose. Kirk Cousins is taking off his shirt for Pete's <laughs> sake, on playing and wearing chains, right? Uh, so they don't panic in critical moments. I, I like the Lions at home, though. Uh, that line has really uh, dropped down to an attractive number as well.
4: Thanks so much, Pritch. Appreciate your time. You're the best.
2: Appreciate you as well. Great to see you.
4: The Vikings 9-0 and in one score games this season. We will
2: Just two up... minutes
5: of extra time left. Oh, we're, we're getting down to we're the about to get some PKs. We're getting
4: penalties. Um, we will pick up, though, on that Lions-Vikings game when we come back.
0: If you dare.
1: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network.
4: Have no fear, Barry. Online Sportsbook is here calling all soccer fans to lace up your cleats with the World Cup in full swing. Now's the perfect time to check out BetRivers. Log in to BetRivers every single match day and receive a bet on behalf of BetRivers when you place a wager of at least 25 bucks. BetRivers has all the latest odds, lines, and boosts to create the perfect match day experience. Head to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today to get in on all of the action. It's a whole new game. Second quarterfinal of the day, mind you, in the World Cup. Netherlands and Argentina tied at two after extra time. Mm-hmm. There were a couple chances there late that didn't get by. So, for uh, the second time this morning, we're headed to penalty kicks.
5: Little, uh, it was
4: exhilarating in Croatia, Brazil, yes. this morning, mind you.
5: Yes. Nothing, nothing like playing, you know, for... Or two hours, and then leaving it up to a super high variance yeah. thing to, to decide. That but is yeah. one
4: thing that I really like about um, the NHL's postseason. The way they do it is throughout the course of the regular season, they do they play overtime, and then and they start then plucking they go people off the field to penalty shots. But then in an extra time, they off
5: the off the guys, I should say. Know. Um, you know, here's the here's what they could do because they can't really like take people off. Or they could expand the goal so bear with me here like and so for each overtime extra time period like the goal gets like so two feet gonna, wider and two feet tall. They just
4: need an and expander. And then like it just keeps like, so, yeah, and so the goals uh, just yeah, keep yeah, getting yeah.
5: bigger and bigger.
4: See, and this is why they don't let you be involved in those decisions. Wouldn't
5: that be awesome though? Like, <laughs> if they get to like be... fourth overtime and the goal is like it's like <laughs> half of the back line or whatever or something like that, then that somebody, would be so awesome. That
4: somebody would just kick it from the other side yeah, of the yeah, field. It would So <laughs> like, great. Yes. Always, like sprinting yes. across. Yes, I them. love it. They
5: can make soccer a lot better. They really could. This
4: is why our show is top tier entertainment. You're welcome, everyone. Listen,
5: they can make soccer a lot better.
4: You said it wrong. It's soccer. Well, well,
5: well, food. It, well, we've gotten football? to this knockout round It's football again. Oh
4: you wow! Know, I didn't realize that the football. quarterfinals were yes. when. The elegance factor yes. came back, but okay. Um, they're explaining we will keep you- penalty
5: kicks. Like Messi's never taken penalty kicks before. And they're like, okay, this was going to happen. And they're like, yeah, I've done this a time of four hundred before. <laughs> Just maybe. Yeah.
4: Um, we'll keep you up to date though on the result as it plays out. Um, but continuing our week fourteen NFL talk, we wrapped up with Mike Pritchard talking a little bit about that Vikings Lions game. And it's funny because it's like all of the sharps are, you know, on one side, and then everybody's like, how are the Vikings? not favored in the spot if you're from the public perspective. So what's your view on how this game's going to play out?
5: Yeah. I mean, look, if anything, I would play a total in this one. I'm just going to sit back and watch. I mean,
4: is it, is it total over
5: as we know? Yeah. I mean, as we, I I mean, as we, well, I mean, and as we know too, like, I mean, if the Vikings win this game, we win a bajillion dollars. So, it's like, sure. I'm just like, it, this game is, I've just already bet this game. Just clinch the
4: division so yeah. that it's like, over with. Yes.
5: yes. I've already bet this game. The alt over gets there if they win okay. this. The division gets there if they win, the, like, the whole nine yards. So, like, I've already, I basically already have a bet on this game uh, as it True. is. So, I'm, I don't need to to add anything to it. But uh, from a total standpoint, I think, we'll, I think we've seen enough from the Vikings secondary to realize that, you know, they can be, they can be moved on, and the Lions, when healthy, this offense is pretty good. Actually, like you know, it's pretty efficient.
4: Jared Goff's playing good football right
5: now. I too. mean, it's weird to say, but it's the <laughs> truth. Like they're playing really well. And listen, Amon Ross St. Brown is like full on making himself like in the conversation of one of the better receivers in the league. Like he he is he is putting together that type of season right now. And you know, I think what I think we saw enough last week to know that Minnesota, their defensive strategy is not very good too, you know. And so um oh, Netherlands missed their first one. Uh you
4: That was the death of, of uh, Brazil. That was the death of Brazil. Uh, Got his first shot blocked.
5: Just these guys. They they're the Argentina's leading off with Messi. They're like let's, we're going to we're going to we're going to we're, we're going to sit here and try to just like deflate you with the very first penalty kick. All right. Let's see how it goes. Miss. Lionel no. Messi, one of the greatest footballers in all the land. Lines up to take a penalty kick. He's standing left-footed.
4: The right down the middle shot has been working. Oh, and it's made it look like it was not. That was was like me stumbling toward just like a little bloop of a kick.
5: Jedi mind trick that goalie or something or whatever because he didn't even do anything.
4: The goalie had to have been just like staring down where his eyes were looking or something (laughs) because that was like the most bloop of a kick I've ever seen. Didn't even do anything. Yeah. Mm.
5: Yeah. Beautiful. Look, they're laughing because they're like, that wasn't even a good one. They're like, he, he he, like didn't even hit a spot. Oh, boy.
4: Go Argentina.
5: Yeah, it's over. It's over for me. I'm
4: um, done Speaking um, of the But Lions- anyway,
5: it would be over. It would be over for me in this game. I think we've okay. seen enough from yeah. both of these offenses to know that they can move the ball. I think we've seen enough from both of these defenses to realize they can't stop anybody. And look, like I guess, yeah. look, the, the, the Vikings, I like the team overall and all that, but their defensive strategy. And specifically- that's another stop. Oh, no. Oh, and now he's doing his little now he's doing a little dance.
4: The feeling so good.
5: Oh no. Oh boy. Two well, stops. Two well,
4: stops from Argentina's goaltender like Martinez.
5: Nothing like nothing like playing two hours to just come out and do some penalty kicks to decide it all. Not like it's the biggest, you know, biggest sporting event. Like that happens every four years. Okay. Neither team
4: can stop anybody in Vikings (sighs) lions and the offenses are efficient. Lions averaging 31.9 points per game at home. Mind you, second only to the Buffalo bills. Both of these teams are top 10 in on the year in points per game. Um, Vikings, games have gone over the total in three of their last four, seven of the last 10 lions over in three of their last four also in eight and four to the over on the season. And I wanted to give a little shout out to our girl producer, Steph and her little first touchdown score article because Jamal Williams, she says in her article, quote, first touchdown, God, Uh, he leads the league in rushing touchdowns with 14, but he also is in the league for first touchdowns this season. He's got five of them. And um sitting there five to one for a first touchdown score, he's minus one eighty to score an any time touchdown because of how efficient he is in the end zone.
5: The the offense here from from the Lions too, just of, of late, since week eight, they are the number six offense in the NFL in EPA yeah. per play. And if you look at success rate, they're the number four offense in success rate in all the NFL. So again, it was those first three weeks when they had everybody out there. We were like, oh, wow, this offense, like defense stinks, but like the offense really is moving. And then they, then all the injuries started happening. There was injuries all over the place. And then all these guys got healthy again. And here we go. Since week eight, you're looking at a team that's, you know, top, top six, seven in basically every single offensive category there is.
4: All right. Netherlands just got one through their first one.
5: Yeah, but the problem is, is they got to do some stopping. Oh, Why yeah. do they have to walk a half a mile to come and kick? The, just this would be far more efficient if they would just come closer to the thing and whatever. This Listen. we don't need this dramatic walk from these guys like to come it. and do the from, to do the whole thing. Why don't they just put them on one of those little, you know, those little chariot chair things and like uh, know, walk them down? Like if four people are holding them, Why do you or have to
4: have a problem with I'm, everything? I'm, I'm, I'm why not, can't just, we just enjoy the pageantry? So
5: it's just dumb. It's just all so, right. Miss well, it though. Let's see what happens. Miss it though. Oh boy, ball game! Viva Argentina! Oh boy, they're through. This guy's balling already. Oh my God, he's crying already. <laughs> oh.
4: They are already feeling it. They are already feeling it. Um, okay, this was also just to close off some thoughts on this game. Mm-hmm. An interesting nugget I saw on ESPN Sports and Information Group. This is just the 10th time in the Super Bowl era that a team that has a win percentage of 800 or over is an underdog to a team with a losing record this late into the season. But eight of the previous nine times were week 16 or 17 when teams were were sitting all of their starters. So the, the team that actually ended up favored the, the team with the worst record that was favored in those games, one straight up and ATS in all of them. But again, largely very different situation. So this is, you know, pretty unprecedented in the Super Bowl era, which I found pretty unique in this spot. Um, get our little pro tip out like we do every single hour here at vsin cin slash subscribe. So you get 20 of them per day. We've got a little bit of a controversy here, though. We're,
5: we're, we're fighting on penalty right. kicks and stuff.
4: But uh, just a little nugget here that is useful, I think. Uh, pay attention to the juice on on spreads and totals, and, and where it looks like a number is about to move. Maybe create a little bit of an opportunity.
5: Unless you're here at the South Point, <laughs> in which case it doesn't work. But yes, for every other book on yes. the face of the planet. South
4: Point is a minus 110. No matter what. Or bust. Yes. Yes.
5: They they do not they do not move the juice. But everywhere else on the face of the planet, uh, this this is the ball game right here. This is it. Yeah, we are sweating this out is it. the end this is of it. this. Come on, Miss. Just let's create some drama. Come on, let's just let's get one miss just so we have a little bit of drama here. Well,
4: because it takes so long, I don't want him to miss so that we don't have to go to commercial
5: breakout oh, knowing. Oh, he oh, he missed he the misses. whole goal. He missed the whole Ooh. goal. That's what you get for that neck tattoo. That's what he gets for that All right, back so the neck tattoo. So Argentina
4: with their first miss.
5: Uh, oh, it's the guy that was crying. The guy that left. was weeping is now praying. Your prayers didn't work. I said
4: the, the kick was pulled far left. The, the goaltender didn't even have to block it. Everyone's very emotional. Now, Netherlands feel like they have life. Argentina currently leading the kicks 3-2. And it's all coming down to the wire here. But we only have 45 seconds on our internal clock for this show. So, hey, I'm miss here means really frustrated. As well. If he makes this, though, and then we have to go to commercial break not knowing. Oh, and he does. And he, he makes does. it. He okay. Does.
5: He did a little delayed thing there. So, now they have made three of their five. And here comes the fifth kick for Argentina. Right, A miss. This... We go to what, extra kick? How many extra kicks do you get? Oh, we don't even know the extra kicks rules or whatever. I don't know. Is it sudden? We're first timers here, as you kick? can see. Golden goal or something, what they call it, or something like that.
4: Yeah, I think it's just, it's sudden death after that. That's how it is oh, in hockey. Oh,
5: carding people during penalty kicks. The drama.
4: Oh, man. Oh. And we're getting the countdown in our ear. We got to go. Seriously, if you're going to fight, fight. Let's we're going to come back with the result. This is intense in the World Cup quarterfinals.
5: slash iHeart.